Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to bringing you explosive growth in climbing the standard ranked ladder. I'm your host, Daring Outline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Grandmasters and Master Shore Caster Dragon Rider, and Major Death. So this we've got we've got all the cards, and we are here to hey. do a we're here to do a set review. So we're gonna make this brief and quick. So first off, twenty patch twenty point three is out right now, and we have our core set revealed. We are entering Year of the Hydra. So we'll we'll talk more about those those things once we get through the set review. We are going to do six classes today. Uh, next week we will do the last four classes and all the neutral cards. So that's kind of what to expect from us coming up. And then one other quick note, uh, Twitch Prime Rewards is giving out a, leg a legendary, a random legendary when you log in and redeem. So we would recommend not redeeming this until next week after the set goes live so you can get a new legendary, which should help you out with your with your um, your new collection for uh Voyage to the Sunken City. So, with that yes, said... It, it, follow, it follows the same rules as all the legendaries go. It's going to take one that you don't have. And so, if you have a better chance of getting a new legendary once the new set goes live. Exactly. So, let us move quickly into the set review. And we'll start with Demon Hunter. But, before we do... Let us go through our scaling just to remind you how we will be rating things. We will be rating from a scale to one to five, and if it needs it, a six. <laughs> so first off is one. It is a bad card. It's a wisp. Who wants a wisp? Number two, you have a fringe support card. So if we write something two, it's a fringe card. You like your abusive sergeant, your Nerubian unraveler. Those examples will never change. <laughs> Three. A lot of the tech. A lot of the tech cards end up being twos, usually yeah. two. Uh, if we rate it a three, we feel it is strong. It is a key. We see it as a key support card in a few decks, like a Bone Wraith or a True Silver. Four, very strong, good in several decks: Fungomancer, Evil Miscreant, and five is format defining cube. Kiliseth or Zephyrus, or Reno, I'd say, at that point in time, too. Um, and six is OPAF, please nerf. So if, if it's busted off the face of the planet, that would get a six. So we are going to go into it. And Mage, will you start us off going down the Demon Hunter list? Yes. So we're going to start with the legendaries, work our way towards the commons like we normally do. That means we are starting with Lady Seno. Uh, three mana, two four, Naga. Immune while attacking. After you cast a spell, attack the lowest health enemy. Lowest health enemy. Um, I think this is a, an okay card. I it, it seems like, you know, this is the first Naga card we're going to talk about. And... Um, I mean, while attacking, pretty interesting. Um, 
Nagas, you need spells in order to really take advantage of, of some of that. I don't know how good this is, though. I'm going to give it a two. I don't I, I I'm not sure where I'm at with 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 Naga cards in general, but this one in particular, I'm not quite sure about. So I gave it a three. I feel like there's enough cheap spells hanging around in Demon Hunter that you could potentially, you know, play this and make a trade, maybe get an I-beam off and have it trade into another minion and survive with just a 2-4 on board. So I think this is decent. So I like it as a 3. I really bounced between 2 and 3, so I I kind of see both of your perspectives. But I ended up just giving it a 2 for now because I'm not really sure if this goes into multiple demon hunter decks i think if you are running something that tries to take advantage of this you're probably only really kind of running it in like one archetype for demon hunter so that's why i went with two but it is a pretty interesting card and uh, the fact that it does attack the lowest health enemy means even if there's a large minion you could still have this attack like if that's the only minion on board this would still attack that and you could potentially have it attack multiple times so there's potential for it for sure Zelag of the Abyss is the other legendary for Demon Hunter. This is the Colossal. It is seven mana, three, six demon with uh, four appendages. Uh, those appendages are one twos. Uh, on the main Zelag, it says at the start of your turn, increase the damage of the Zelag stocks by one. And the stocks do at the end of your turn. At the end of your turn, deal one damage to a random enemy. So random enemy means it can go to minion or it could go to the uh, opponent's face. We've talked about this card a little bit. It was one of the first ones that was revealed. I I, I mean, I still think it's a, a nice big demon hunter card, specifically because the, the stocks come with it. Um, and you might be playing from behind a little bit on board if you're playing a big Demon Hunter deck. Um, I'm not quite sure where it fits beyond that, though. Is is that That's the thing I'm wondering about, and I think for it to truly be, like, really strong, it needs to fit in other, in, in other decks. Um, I gave, I gave this a three, I'm gonna, but I'm not, sure i can go any higher than that without seeing more application for it uh i gave it a low three i i mean it does something the turn it comes down it could potentially push four damage face it's annoying to deal with all those bodies or one twos so i think it's a little bit irritating so i think it's a three yep i actually also gave it a three so yep basically the same reasons i i do think this is a really interesting card i i think the effect of the stocks are pretty cool but i i think for it to really have the most effect it will be a little meta dependent and if if your opponent is playing a board of things that have five six health dealing one to them is like okay might be pretty irrelevant nice tickle to my minion you got (laughs) yeah yeah great okay sure uh but if there's more aggressive things or token style decks that have only one or two health and you have these bodies on the board that are going to kill them if they have to trade into them too, it's a lot better. So I think this one is going to be also a little meta dependent. Right. Next up, we move into the epics. We have 
Coil Scar Commander, a six mana two six Naga with taunt and a battle cry that reads, if you're if you've cast three spells while holding this, summon two copies of this. Um, the fact that it says this, copies of this, means if you could somehow buff it, it would make the copies would be buffed as well, which I think is is kind of interesting. It's a six. It, it costs six, and it requires you to hold this long enough to cast three spells. Now, there's definitely some cheaper spells available to demon hunters, so maybe it won't be that big a deal. But it feels like this is really slow, and I feel like where it would shine is in a situation where you need it to be not as slow as this, right? You need it like like the like the turtles in in in, uh, in, in Druid, where you just get two of them. Um, so I'm going to give this a two. I'm not, I'm not sure the application for it exactly. Um, yeah, it just. Yeah, I gave it a two as well. I feel like to do that, you kind of have to have it earlier and it's sitting in your hand doing nothing. And I guess maybe if you're playing like a really slow deck, that could be there. But other than that, it just, it doesn't do that much. So I think it's a fringy card. So two. Yeah, I also gave it a two. I don't know what's happening. We're agreeing on all these cards, but uh oh, uh oh, I know, right? I'm waiting for the ones where we start we're, to like. We, do a... We're we're bound we're bound to disagree here. Oh yeah, of course. And oh, it's yeah. probably sooner rather than later. Yes. Wayward Sage is the other epic. It is a two mana two two Naga with Outcast that says reduce the cost of your left and right most cards in your hand by one. Okay, two mana, two, two, not necessarily the, the best thing you could be doing, though in a four set meta that might, you know, that might be enough. Um, if you have it in the outcast position, though, then it then it gets a little bit better. Uh, I, I still don't know if this is good enough to see play. If it's going to be good enough to see play, four set meta is where it's going to see play. I'm going to give this a two. And and we'll see if it actually sees play. So I went up to a three. I feel like it reduces card costs in your hand. You can generally always play it off the top. Um, I, I don't think it's really all that powerful, but it still discounts two cards in your hand. So it basically pays for itself. So I think it's a three. Yeah, I also went up to a three as well. I think this could slot into a couple different decks. And like you said, it basically pays for itself. We have seen a couple of cards that kind of do that, right? Like uh, in, I think, Shaman, right? We have the new spell. You cast it for two. Um, Druid has some cards like that. And they do see some play, so they do get some value. But this is going to be one that's like, maybe you throw it in. I don't know. I, I think it's okay. I'm just not sure where it's going to fit yet. Ajar and Defector is a four mana five, three rare with Rush. Death Rattle, put a Sunken Defector at the bottom of your deck. Sunken Defector is a, um, is a four mana five, three with... Four mana five three with charge that says after this attack steal five damage to a random enemy minion. Uh, 
the fact that it's got death rattle i think is kind of interesting if we can still have a death rattle demon hunter deck uh post rotation uh, i guess i'm not entirely sure what if there's still going to be death rattle synergy i think that came uh in the last year so i think we'll still have that as a as a deck um if you can get the if you can find the dredge and get the charge version i think this gets i, I think that ends up being a lot of damage potentially um but i don't know can you fit dredge into a death rattle demon hunter deck that i'm not sure two is where i'm giving this as a rating <laughs> and here's where we value uh, to diverge i gave it a four yep. like it's a rush five three for four that puts a a a charge five three on the bottom of your deck and there are ways to pull it up i don't know it just seems really good to me so i like it as a four well i i went with the two as well like I don't I I ba- I bounce between 2 and 3. I'm not sure yet. It does seem like it could give really good value, but I think unless you're really taking advantage of the dredge and rushing this in, I'm not sure if it's going to be good enough. It feels like it might be too slow. Multi-strike is a one mana fell spell that says give your hero plus 2 attack this turn. They may attack an additional enemy minion. I, I actually like this card a lot, giving um, get, getting plus two attack for one mana and being able to basically have Wind Fury uh, against against minions, I think is really strong. And so I think the cost is going to make it see play. I gave this a three. I, I mean, it's not superstar, but I think it's a strong card. So the only question I had about this, could you can you swing face and then swing at a minion or swing at a minion, then swing face? I think, how would that? I think you. I think you might be able to do the former. I don't. Think don't think you can do, do the, the latter. latter. Yeah. So I like it as a three. If you could swing, if it let you attack twice, um, in either order, that would be much better because you could like clear taunt and then go face. But it's still good. I mean, it's still plus two attack for one, and it can allow you to control board especially super early on so i think this is at least a solid three yeah i also gave it a three kind of for that exact reason i think this is it's like a choose you can send two damage to face or you can send two damage to two different minions is is kind of how i'm gathering that so it's it's not like you get to attack a minion and face uh so i i think there's definitely uses for it and it seems flexible so i'm sticking with three Predation, three mana fell spell that says deal three damage, cost zero if you played a Naga while holding this. Another three damage, three mana thing that you can reduce to costing zero. Um, We've definitely seen that in Demon Hunter. I think uh, it does seem a bit more situational. Um, This feels like you need to have Nagas. I'm giving this a two. I think this is actually the least powerful version of this type of card for Demon Hunter that we've seen. I mean, I give it a three because it can go face. And it seems like the, the, if there's any Naga synergy in the, the classes, this seems like the most, in my opinion so far, I think, just looking over things, it seems like the most likely place to hit it. 
especially with the legendary, because that would just be a free, and it would be able to hit something else. I don't know. I think it's a three because it goes face. Yeah. That's a, I gave it a four. I really like this one. Yeah, like being able to send damage to face, you have the potential upside of it costing zero. Uh, you can buff it with spell damage. I I do agree with your point, though, Mage. I think maybe it's not as great as some of the other Demon Hunter cards that we've seen. Uh, but I guess kind of in a vacuum, I like this one a lot. Speeding round through the commons, we have Ab- Abyssal Depths. Four mana shadow spell that says draw the two lowest cost minions. I think we've talked about this card. I think it seems really good in a big Demon Hunter deck. Uh, I'm not sure that it's a good card in a fast Demon Hunter deck or a more aggressive style Demon Hunter deck. And, you know, maybe maybe it works in a combo deck. I'm not entirely sure. I gave this a two. I also gave this a two. Very fringy. Yep, also gave it a two. Bone Glaive is a five mana five two weapon with a battle cry that reads Dredge. So simple, easy. Arcanite Reaper. We've seen an Arcanite Reaper have uh, be good enough to see play from time to time. Uh, with an upside of Dredge on there, seems pretty solid as well. Uh, I don't think it's like uber powerful, but so I'm going to give this a high two, and maybe if it it might end up being a three when it's all said and done. Uh, I gave it a two. It just feels too slow and demon hunter likes to get attacked from other things so you know having high power weapons never been their bread and butter so i think i think it's a two yeah i also gave it a two i think unless there's really something great that you can dredge with it it's like all right fine i don't know if i disagree about the demon hunter never wanting or never having a big weapon to attack with because like we, we've seen Why that. We've, we've we've seen that. Uh, last last card is Glaive Shark. It is a four mana four three beast that says battle cry. If your hero attacked this turn, deal two damage to all enemies. So if you've attacked, you've used your hero power and attacked. Uh, this will as a battle cry do it once. Do two damage to all enemies. That includes the opposing hero. Um, this seems very kind of controly sort of card uh or at least mid-range-ish i and i i'm not sure the applications in a more aggressive style deck but it definitely could potentially help you uh take control of a board i i gave this a two this doesn't to me just stand out as being this is a powerful card that i want to try and get in a deck i gave it a three i think it's i think it's got some upside i think the fact that it does two damage to face as well and it's a 4-3 that could potentially help control the board. It's a nice little AoE package on a 4-3 body. So I like it. Yeah, I actually gave it a 4 because I, I do like this one a lot. So it's it's decent stats. It's aggressively statted. You can do some damage to minions and face. Yeah, it it, it has a lot of upside. It, you can only use it once since it's a battle cry, but I think it's pretty good. 
I might be short say I might be short changing it. Well, we will, I might we be will overselling it. We'll <laughs> no, I, and I'm right. So you show short sell yes, that yes, you overbought. I'm that's right. That's how this works. <laughs> All right, okay, uh, well. Dragon Rider, take take us into demon or dra- into druid. Excuse me. Yes, yes. All right. So going into the druid, starting with legendaries, we have our colossal Kolak, which is a. Uh, seven mana six five beast with colossal plus one and immune while you control colax shell and colax shell is a five mana zero eight beast with taunt and death rattle gain eight armor uh so yeah this is the druid colossal this is pretty interesting i think um because you have to get through so much health like eight health on the the shell and they were saying that if you can somehow get like multiples of these oh my gosh like if you had multiple big bodies they're both immune while you have even one shell if you manage to get out multiple shells then you have to get through all the shells before you can attack the main body it's like there's so many different things with this so it seems really strong and i i don't know how good it's gonna be yet uh i'm going to actually just give it a three but okay. it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it might be better. Uh, if it was in the current rotation, I'd be rating it higher. But we are not in the current rotation when Colax around. I gave it a three. I think it's good. Druid can still ramp. But without uh, Lightning Bloom and uh, Overgrowth, it becomes a little bit harder of a sell for it being like amazing so i th- I still think it's really good i think it's a solid three uh, i actually gave this a three as well I'm, I'm kind of right on your on your thinking on this as well it it see it seems good in the shenanigans that you can play if you get multiple shells or multiple colax seem like that would be an absolute nightmare so i'm actually really glad it's not in priest <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> Uh, well, let's talk about the other legendary Hedra, the Heretic. She's a seven mana, four, five Naga battle cry for each spell you've cast while holding this summon a minion of that spell's cost. Yeah, this, this kind of seems right up Druid's alley. Uh, this is kind of interesting though, because it's a battle cry and it's not like a static effect that just stays on board, which we have seen in the past so because of that um it it could be limiting but i think this could be really good and i'm kind of scared of seeing what could come out of it but i'm actually just gonna give it a four because i think it could be really good and could fill the board it can fill the board i don't remember is savage roar back because we're losing Arbor up. So, like, being able to capitalize on a wide board is kind of where I'm, I'm like, what can they capitalize on with? And it's random minions. It doesn't share all the same types. I think it has potential. I think it might be a little awkward or slow, though. So I gave it a three. Uh, I, I, I gave this a two. I just, like... I feel like hey, waiting till seven mana to get this is just it's it's too long. But I mean, 
if you if you got this early and got to cast a bunch of spells this this i mean it could be crazy all right moving into our epics the first one we have is bottom feeder it is a one mana one three beast death rattle add a bottom feeder to the bottom of your deck with permanent plus two plus two Okay, this this card seems so nuts. Like, it's an early, pretty decently statted one-drop with the Death Rattle that's going to permanently put it at the bottom, which I think normally would be like, oh, that's kind of bad. But because we have Dredge, I think it actually makes the potential of this a lot better. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember the name of that Raptor we had for Hunter that was kind of similar to this. And it just never really took off. But I think this has potential to do some more things than that Raptor did. So uh, I'm actually also going to give this one a four. I gave this one a three as, w- uh, as well. I mean, I think it's a really solid start. And the fact that you have aquatic form to pull it out and play it. So I think this is a very, very solid minion that you could play in multiple uh druid decks gave this a four i think it's very strong it's a dire mole at its at its worst form a one mana dire mole that then buffs itself when it dies and puts itself back in your deck it, and it's a beast so we already know the deck that it can fit in and be really strong right away so i feel like this is a card we're going to see right away in in Beast Druid, and it's going to be a powerful new new tool for that deck. Whether or not you're going to end up seeing, you know, a bunch of, uh, you know, one mana three fives right away, uh, I don't I don't know that. I don't know how how quickly they'll be able to get the bottom feeder that gets put into the bottom of the deck, but I have a feeling. They might be able to shoehorn away to get it in there. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, our other druid epic is Seaweed Strike, a three mana nature spell. Deal four damage to a minion. If you played a Naga while holding this, also give your hero plus four attack this turn. Uh, I'm giving this a three, although I think this is a really interesting card. And I like three mana for four damage. Yes, it's only to a minion, but that still seems really good. And I think a lot of the other stuff that we've seen with Druid before has been uh, two or three damage with like the removal spells. So the four damage is pretty interesting and there is a potential upside if you can add attack as well. But I think uh, I think it feels good for as a three for me. I like it as a two. It seems a little slow. And if you're not getting the Naga upside, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but to me, it doesn't feel entirely worth it. So I like it as a two. I have this as a two, but I might actually switch it to a three. The The real question to me is what Nagas am I playing? And, and like, I think, I think we're going to, you, we're going to be talking about one that I think you probably want to play. Uh, um, the, you know, the, the rush one that we're going to talk about in a minute, but I, 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 and so if there's enough Naga, so that you can ensure that you get the plus four attack in addition to doing four damage. That just 
seems like you could do eight, you're ba- basically paying three mana to do eight damage and whether and you split it too so it, it seems like that could be powerful i just i'm not sure how much how many nagas you want to play in druid right now yeah that's fair all right moving into our rares for druid our first card is aquatic form it is a zero mana spell dredge if you have the mana to play the card this turn draw it I, i'm giving this a yeah. four i feel like this is nuts like if you want to be playing dredge stuff yeah you're absolutely playing this and you can have two copies of this in uh in your deck and i mean if you play it somewhat early it's likely that you're not going to be able to draw the card that turn but at the same time you're still getting the dredge effect so yeah like this with that uh bottom feeder fish that we talked about like it's gonna be nutty I think this is a five. In all honesty, I think it's so, so good because regardless, it's a zero mana potentially, you know, it puts something on the top of your deck and like is that's the worst case scenario. The best case scenario is you get to draw something that you absolutely need. It's tracking. It's free tracking. And if you have the mana to play it, you get it. So... Yeah, it seems really, really nutty. So I'd give tracking a five, so I give this a five. <laughs> See, I give tracking a three, which means I give this card a three, because I, I do think the tracking analogy is a good one. I think this is the card that you play in Beast Druid if you're going to be playing Bottom Feeder, because, it, I mean, they just seem like they would work really great together. I mean, because you can play it as early as turn two and be able to play your your buffed up bottom feeder if if it if it had if it has died um maybe maybe i'm short changing how just how good tracking is i i just feel like it's a it's a key card when it's played and it's usually good but it i mean it, it's not usually the thing that that kills you necessarily it can help you find the thing that kills you but it doesn't do it on its own All right, our next card that we have is Dozing Kelp Keeper. Is a one mana four four Naga with Rush. Starts dormant after you've cast five mana worth of spells. Awaken. I'm giving this one a three, although I kind of teetered between three and four. Like the fact that this is a cheap, pretty good Rush body sounds good. But if you just drop this on turn one, it's not going to, like, wake up next turn and then you have this great body. Like, you have to spend the five mana before it will awaken. So this almost feels like it's going to be a better card, like, mid-game. If you can play two spells that equal five or more, or one spell, like, the next ones we're going to talk about. But, I don't know, maybe you want to play this early and just get it out on the board for some other um, kind of, like, combo effects. I I gave it a two. It, I I understand the allure, but I think the only deck that is going to want to play this is a slower deck. It, it just seems like it's it's a big ask and a long time to wait for a payoff for a more aggressive deck. So I see it as a two. I could be wrong on this one. I will admit that. One mana. Overstated minion with rush feels like it should be a three, 
and that's where I have it. I, I, I the, the dormant thing, I'm just not sure how quickly you're going to be able to get this thing out. Because, yeah, it doesn't seem like this is something you're playing on one and then playing a two-mana spell, playing a three-mana spell to have it pop up. But if you did that, you'd have this thing and it'd be able to affect the board. So maybe that's okay, but it does feel like it's not a not an early early game play i mean it's basically it says one mana it's a six mana four four with rush yeah yep all right moving into our speed round for the commons we've got uh, a sharon gardens we you skipped green thumb gardener oh whoops my bad there we go uh yep (laughs) green thumb gardener oh my gosh okay I was getting so excited for, for these other ones. Green Thumb Gardener is a 6 mana 5-5 five, five Naga. Battle Cry, refresh empty mana crystals equal to the cost of the most expensive spell in your hand. Okay, so this one, I'm using the same logic that you just used, Darren. I'm giving this one a 2 because I think this really only fits into decks where you're going to be playing heavier spells and, and bigger things like that. So this probably isn't going into something like some more aggressive tokeny style druid. You're only playing it in certain decks, and that feels kind of fringe. So, two for me. That's exactly why I gave it a two as well. <laughs> You're absolutely right. That was my logic on that one. So, I gave it a two. Make the make this three of us giving this a two. I I mean, I think the perfect play on this is is like playing this on six and then having a six cost, uh, you know, six or more cost spell in your hand. So you basically just refresh the mana crystals at that point okay now our speed round with the commons here we have ash uh, asharin gardens one mana spell give all minions in your hand plus one plus one put a sunken gardens on the bottom of your deck sunken gardens is also a one mana spell that says give plus one plus one to all minions in your hand deck and battlefield uh i'm gonna only give this a two because it feels pretty fringe. I feel like we've seen like a lot of hand buff stuff, and sometimes it just doesn't really work. So, eh, I'm not excited for this. I think it's a pretty strong card, especially with the aquatic form. So I gave it a three. Yeah, I have this at two, but I I'm almost leaning a three. I I could see this in a in a uh, in a beast druid possibly, but again. But the thing of it is, is, I keep talking about cards you can add to Beast Druid. Do you you have to make room for all those cards? And I'm not sure all of them necessarily can fit in there. So one mana for plus one plus one is probably worth it because we're playing Power of the Wild, which is a two mana for plus one plus one. But it can be a minion and as well. So I, I don't know. It's it's I'm gonna give it a a strong two. Next, we have Flipper Friends, a five mana nature spell. Choose one. Summon a six six orca with taunt or six one one otters with rush. Uh, I think this is a pretty cool card. I'm giving it a three. This fits that five mana thing. Maybe you're using this in some beast thing. I'm going to be trying choose one druid, so I'm definitely going to be playing this in there. But the flexibility and you're getting six, six worth of stats for five mana, which is still pretty good. So I'm giving it a three. I like it as a three as well. It's flexible. It can remove. It can taunt. It seems strong. 
gave this a two. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I think. I think the best scenario with it is if you play it with Fandral <laughs> already on the board, who is now going to be in standard, so you get a six six plus five one ones with Rush. That that to me feels like that feels like the card I want to play. So. All right, our last card is Miracle Growth. It is a seven mana nature spell. Draw three cards, summon a plant with taunt and stats equal to your hand size. Uh, I'm going to go with two. This kind of feels fringe. Like you, you want to be playing a deck that's going to have a large hand size and slower stuff, I guess. So sure. I also gave this a two. Yeah, it it's slow. It does something that only like one style druid wants to do. So I give it a two. Maybe I'm overstating it, but I think I like the fact that it does. It, it's a draw three and creates a minion at the same time. So you're guaranteed a three three and probably something like a six six or something. So. So, like, if you end up getting, like, a 5-5 five, five or a 6-6 six, six plus drawing three cards for seven mana, that seems pretty solid to me. So, I, I'm going to give this a three. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it is. We'll see. Uh, yeah. But that's that's it for Druid. So, Daring, do you want to take us into Hunter? Sure. Let's go to, let's start off with our Colossus Hydrodon. Uh, it is a seven mana five five beast colossal plus two battle cry gives your hydron heads rush, and hydron heads are um, they are uh, two man or two mana beast three one death rattle. If you control hydron, summon two hydron heads. A hydra pun. You cut off one head to grow in its place. Her her her. Um, so. So basically, if there's something for you to trade into, you get to end the turn with four three ones, um, because only the initial two heads get rush. But it seems solid. I like it a lot. So I gave it a four. A lot of stats to be putting on the board uh, for seven. Yeah, Hydralodon. Four. <laughs> I'm so excited for that. Maybe even more. I don't know if I want to rate it higher, but I'm. St- this card seems so cool. And like, yeah, with Shaw, I think one of you mentioned Shaw is going to be in the core set. That's coming back. So like, it gives your other minions rush. So if you put out a couple of heads, you could play Shaw. You'd have to have the extra mana for it. But I don't know. This seems really cool. You could even like use spells to kill off one of them to get a couple extra heads if you really need to. But I th- I'm excited to experiment with this. Yeah, this feels really powerful. The fact that you're it is a little spendy, seven mana, but you're effectively having six attack worth of rush and you're replacing it with 12 attack if if you can kill them off, which, uh, yeah, that seems like an absolute nightmare to deal with. So I, I gave this a four as well. I think I think this is one of the stronger Colossals. Yeah, and it's nuts because if you kill one of those heads while he's still on the board, two more come back. So, like... You have to deal with him first. Ah, okay. So then we have, next up we have a two mana, two, three Naga, Raj Najan. Uh, He reads, after you cast a spell, deal that damage equal to the cost to the enemy hero. 
Ooh, uh, I gave this a three with considerations for four because it's a two mana card that essentially can add so much more damage to your spells. And like, this seems like something that uh, Quest Hunter would love. Uh, Face Hunter could fit it in, it seems like. It, it just seems like there's not a bad place. It's in its 2-3 body. Sometimes you could just throw it down for tempo, too. And it could take a value trade. So I, I like this as a 3, but I was tempted to go to 4. That's alright, I'll do it for you. I gave it a 4. <laughs> I think this is a really cool card. And yeah, Quest Hunter was where my, my mind went first. It's like, especially early game, if you're able to play this on like turn 4 or 5... You could be finishing your quest or being like finishing like the second part of your quest and having your spells deal extra damage while you're completing that quest. Or if you're playing a spell that's dealing damage to a minion, you're also getting the effect of this going to face. So that seems pretty powerful. Yeah, I think and I think we might even be shortchanging uh, a Naga Hunter deck because I think Hunter with Naga actually is one of the classes where it seems like it makes a lot of sense. Uh, Mage actually being one of the other ones they immediately popped to mind. Um, I don't know how great this is in Quest Hunter. I mean, on its face, it feels like it should be just actually bonkers, but I'm not quite sure. Like, I think you want the spells to be able to go you know to be able to trigger the the spell progress or the quest progression and like you want minimum minimum number of minions in there right or your minions got to be things like um you know that that do something special like draw you cards like multicaster or or potentially like um you know oh god drekthar or something that that can that can you know, because you had minions that could, had tradable or something, you're just dumping a pile of stats on. This isn't a bunch of stats, so I'm not quite sure it fits there, but it there there's definitely an argument to try it, right? So I gave this a three. I think it's a really solid card. Um, I, I just think, uh, I think its best application might be in a Naga Hunter deck. Okay, then we move to our epics. We have Emergency Maneuvers. It's a two-mana secret. Uh, when a friendly minion dies, summon a copy of it. It's dormant for one turn. I think this is a really solid and very interesting secret for Hunter, and I like it a lot. So I gave it a three. It's uh, If you get a, go wide on the board, your opponent can kind of play around it. But if you keep some, if you keep small on the board, you might be able to get some real value out of this. Or just, I mean, it's got value already built into it. So I think it's a pretty good uh, give. Yeah, this is one I kind of debated about. Like, I'm thinking anything from a two to a four. <laughs> and I just don't know which way to go with it. It's like, yeah, I if you, yeah, if, if you can maximize it and you're getting some, like, really great death rattle thing or some beast that you're going to get to do something with the next turn when it wakes up, like, great. But I also feel like you really have to build your deck around that. Or if you're generating this or, or you know, getting it somehow, like it might not really work for you. And if you have some small tokeny type things on the board or something like, cool, you might get a one one back. And that feels kind of bad. But I do like the uh, like the, the style of this secret. So I'm really intrigued by it. So I'm just going to land on a three and call it at that. 
So I gave this a two because I think a lot of the secrets are basically just twos in that in that they don't you know it depends on how good your opponent plays around it right in all in a lot of cases and in, in that you don't necessarily have control over this has a lot more upside than I think some secrets uh, that that we have uh, have like it, there's more upside to it so um, you know the potential is there that you could get something really nice with it but. I think on the flip side, you could get something very small and it and it's not worth it and it relies on your opponent doing something. So um let's I, I so I'm just gonna go with a two and and we'll see see <laughs> we'll see how good it, it turns out to be. Next up we have Urchin Spines, a one mana spell. Your spells are this turn are poisonous. It's a solid effect. Uh, Hunter does have a few cards that could really take it, like Bolo Shot and whatnot. Um, so I gave this a three. It doesn't come with a body like Professor Slate, but it's still there. So I'm not entirely sure, but I, I think it's a solid card. But it might not be totally worth it without the body. Yeah, I I gave it a three as well. I think this can probably fit into a couple different decks. It's cheap enough, too, but like one mana okay but i don't know this might i I kind of had it at a two and maybe i should just put it back to a two because it's a good effect but it's only for the turn and it does mean that you have to use your spells on minions because if you're wanting to send those spells face then poisonous is totally irrelevant anyways actually i'm just gonna do that it's a two it's a two i convinced myself i gave gave this a two i think the 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 biggest problem is it's like finding the finding the spot in the deck like this takes a card or two cards in your deck and would you would you want this or would you want something else and and yeah it just i to me i think you're gonna have a hard time finding finding spot for for this card next up we go to rares and we have harpoon gun it's a three mana three two uh weapon after your hero attacks dredge if it's a beast reduce its cost by two I give this a five. Like, I don't think I can overstate how good Dredge is. And it's a 3-2 weapon, like an Eagle Horde Bone. It's an Eagle Horde Bone that dredges. Like, it is just... This is just insane. It does damage, and it allows you to curate your draw. I, I think this is nuts. So I give it a five. I have it as a four... But like, honestly, maybe I should put it to a five because, yeah, I completely agree. This is it's the stats of an eagle horn bow or uh, the uh, warrior axe. Now I can't think of what that is, but uh, fiery war axe. Fiery fiery war axe. War, yep. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the dredge, which is great on its own. There's a potential upside even. And yeah, this seems fantastic. Uh, yeah, I gave this a four. I think I think that it is it is really strong. I think the the stats of Eagle Horn Bow and with a better upside, I think, than some of the uh you know, you that then like you don't have to play secrets in order to get value out of this. You're playing beasts. Hunter usually wants to play beasts, whether it be a for a face hunter site type b B hunter or whether it be like a big big beast hunter type deck 
Um, I think that there's applications for you to use it in, in both of those things, which I think it, it makes this a pretty strong inclusion. Okay, then we have uh, Naga's Pride. It's a three-mana spell. Summon two, two, two lionfish. If you played a Naga while hiding, holding this, give them plus one, plus one. I think this is really kind of fringe. I, I don't know. I don't see it, so I gave it a two. Yeah, this is this is the first card. I think I'm reading a one so far. I'm just giving it a one because I. <laughs> That's fair. Feels bleh. This is this is one of the reasons why I think Naga Hunter is going to be good. Uh, the, this is double agent in a Naga deck, and uh, so I think that I think this makes a that this is one of your payoffs for playing Naga Hunter, and so I gave this a three. I I don't know if it that might be giving it too high a rating for it for its inclusion in the one type of deck. But I think in the one type of deck, it's going to be exceptionally strong. So that's why I'm kind of giving it a little bit of a bump there. Okay, then we move uh, to a speed round through... Actually, we got one more. We got uh, one more rare, which is a four mana, four, four Naga, the Twin Bow Terror Coil. It is Battle Cry. If you've cast a spell while holding this, your next spell casts twice. Um, This seems decent. There's a lot of spells like secrets and stuff like that that you might not want to do, but it's not this turn, so you can carry this over. So it's a 4-4, so I think this is a 3. I think this is an easy condition to hit and a decent body and a good effect. Yeah, I I think it seems pretty solid, but I'm only going to give it a 2. I don't think this goes into like every hunter deck. Uh, maybe this Naga Hunter that Mage keeps talking about. Yeah, it definitely goes in that. Um, maybe this could go into like a questioner, but I don't know. I- I'm just going to go with two for now, and I'm interested to see where it actually fits. Yeah, the Naga's Pride is the thing I want to cast after I've played the Twin Bow uh, Terror Coil. So then I get four uh, uh, of the uh, the double agents on there. And so I like this card, uh, four mana, four, four, you do don't usually want that, but, um, the fact that all it requires you to do is to, uh, cast a spell while this is in hand to get the battle cry effect seems pretty easy to fulfill. So I think there are applications that you could potentially use this outside of the Naga hunter. So I gave this a three, I think, but it's not a guarantee. So I'm just giving this a three. If, if it was guaranteed elsewhere, I'd give it a four, but it, it, it's not. Speed round commons. We have a four, four, or a four mana, three, three, a Sharon Saber. It's a beast. Rush, death rattle. Put a sunken saber on the bottom of your deck. Sunken saber is a four mana, three, three, beast. Rush, death rattle. Put a, uh, or excuse me, it's a rush, death rattle, summon a beast from your deck. Um, I think this is a solid, especially with the bow or the, the, the harpoon gun. So I gave this a three. I'm giving it just a two. Um, that it does seem a little costly for the stats. So that's why I'm rating it a little bit lower. Yeah, there should be a penalty because it's only a 3-3 for 4 mana, 
but it does have rush which makes that a little bit better and you are putting something at the bottom of your deck to dredge uh i ultimately i went with a two but if this might be a three then we have barb nets a one mana spell deal two damage to an enemy if you played a naga while holding this choose a second target um i like it it's two damage that can go face and hunter um so i gave it a three with the potential upside if you play a naga it can also do something else so yep I gave it a three as well. I think there's multiple hunter decks that this can fit into. The Naga Hunter, uh, Quest Hunter could probably take advantage of this too. Uh, just pretty seems pretty solid. Like that three of us giving it a three. I, I, I for exactly the reasons you said. I think I think this is definitely definitely sees play. And then finally, we have Conscious Call. It's a three mana spell. Draw Naga and a spell. It's a tutored effect. Um, I could see multiple decks running at least the uh, the Rajnajan and a spell. So yeah, I think this is a three. Ooh, I'm giving this one a four. I think this is fantastic. Targeted specific draw is always good. And especially in Hunter, I think draw is something that has always kind of been lackluster and we've had to put in things like manipulate the deck to try to squeeze in uh, random draw effects, but this seems fantastic. So I I look at this and I see arcane intellect, which is, which is okay. Uh, I think it's, I think this definitely is something, a strong consideration in the Naga Hunter deck. I don't necessarily see it elsewhere. So I gave this a two. Okay, so that's it for Hunter Mage. Do you want to handle Mage? <laughs> Seems apropos, doesn't it? Uh, let's start at the, at the at the legendaries Commander Severa, four mana, three five Naga with a battle cry that reads: If you cast three spells while holding this, add those spells back to your hand. I think this is this is an interesting card again i think mage along with hunter are two classes that could really utilize naga pretty well just because of the number of spells that they have from cheap to expensive um so you can potentially get value out of this fairly easily i think uh i'm gonna give this a three i don't think it's like the card that like is the win condition necessarily but it, it can definitely help set you up to put yourself in a position to win the game sorry i was muted uh i gave this a three as well i it's interesting but i think it's ultimately kind of slow and picky so i think it's a three yeah make that three threes again i i also gave it a three it seems like solid enough but also maybe not as great because it does have those requirements all right the next card is the colossal it is gaia the tectonic eight mana five seven mech colossal plus two it says after your friendly mech attacks deal one damage to all enemies the uh appendages are gaia's drills two of them they're both three mana two three mechs with rush so that basically means you have four attack that can rush immediately 
across two bodies, and those two bodies then trigger the one damage AoE to all enemies. So this creates a bunch of stats on the board. A lot of it gets to affect the board immediately, and you get some extra AoE on top of that. Um, this feels pretty strong. This, I, it's, I, I'm not sure if it's like win condition strong or if it's just really strong swing turns strong. Uh, I, I'm going to give it a three, uh, uh maybe a strong three, borderline four, but I, so I'm just, I'm, I think it's good. I'm just not sure how good it actually is. I like it as a three myself. I think it's good. I think there's enough mech support to really make mech, th mech, uh, mage a real thing here. Yep. So, like, I feel like you're going to play this. So, I think, and I think it could fit in a few different places. So, I like it as a three. Yeah, initially it seemed really strong. And it was like, oh, this is a four. But I, I'm giving it a three as well. I also think it feels slightly slow at that eight mana, whereas some of the other, like, colossals, especially, we've seen it right. like, seven mana or, like, lower cost. So, it seems a little slower to me. So, yeah, I, I think three seems reasonable. Yeah, it doesn't seem as strong as like the hunter one we just talked about, the rogue one. I think I think and and the mana cost is a little bit higher, so it does feel like it might be a little a little a little tough. Uh Sprite Did I skip No. No Sprite, Sprite Slash Yeah, yeah. We're we're to the epics. I did get the other <laughs> the other legendary. Spite Lash Siren is a four mana two five Naga that says after you play a Naga refresh two mana crystals, then switch to spells. So you, if you keep alternating between Nagas and spells, you can keep refreshing mana crystals. Uh, this this does seem pretty nutty. We talked about this last week. It, it feels really powerful. I think you could have some pretty bonkers swing turns. I, I think this is definitely a card that you're probably that you're playing if you're playing you know like a Naga mage deck. Um, I'm going to give this a three. I, I, the only thing I worry about with this card is what is the construction of the deck look like and how, how far into the game do you have to wait before you can go off with this card? And I feel like it's probably going to be turn six, turn seven when you'd have to do this. And, and is that, does that happen too late? I also gave this a... Well, actually, I take that back. I was going to give it a three, but I gave it a two. I think it's very fringe, and you really have to build around it. So, yeah, I gave it a two. Yeah, this is another one where, like, I kind of bounced between two, three, four. Like, it seems really strong, so it's like, oh, I want to give this a four. And the five health, I think, makes it stronger as well, and that kind of made me want to give it a four. But... Yeah, at the same time, I don't know how many times you're going to get this off, and I don't know. I, I think this is a very fringy type card, but when you can pull off the effect, I think it's going to be very powerful. So I'm going to give it a two because I don't think it goes into a ton of different decks, but in those decks, I think it's very strong. Volcano Mansi is a two mana, two mana fire spell that says choose a minion when it dies, deal three damage to all other minions. So it is 
two mana for three damage that doesn't actually kill it. It does three damage to everything else once that thing dies. And so I I, I don't like this card. I don't like this card at all for, for whatever reason. This just does not seem good to me. I would rather pay two mana, deal three damage to the thing I'm targeting rather than hope that it dies at some point so I get to do three damage to everything else. I gave this a two. It might be a one, actually. That's how much I dislike this card. I see it as a three. You can put on enemy stuff. <laughs> That's what I like about it. You can put on your opponent's stuff, and then, like, you don't have to have anything on, this bo- on the board to do that. So it's just it's a nice AoE that you could potentially put on a one-one, and it's a makeshift fire sale. So, like, it's yeah. flexible, so... You know, or, you know, it's a three mana if you can put it on and you have first flame. You know, it's a a board control tool that seems very flexible. So I like it as a three. I'm giving this a four. I think this is super cool. Uh, Like you said, you can put it on your stuff. You can put it on enemy things. I think it's a cheap spell that can also work with a lot of the Naga stuff. So it just seems like so flexible in a lot of different directions. So I, I like it. We'll see if it ends up being that good. Well, there, there's definitely a divergence in, uh, in uh, thoughts on that one. So <laughs> yes. I'm very curious to see how that goes. Gifts of Ajara is a two-mana arcane rare spell that says draw a card. If you played a Naga while holding this, do it again. This, this seems really good. This, this, it reminds me... Oh, God. Now I'm going to forget the freaking card. The card that drew cards based on your spell damage that we just cram session cram session this feels like cram session obviously it doesn't scale like cram session does but cram session's a really good card and and i think this in a naga deck makes a lot of sense and and um i think i think that you end up playing this you're definitely playing this if you're playing the the sprite lash siren this would this would be a great card to go with that the spell coiler which we'll talk about in a little bit I think make a lot of sense with that so I, I'm giving this a three I think this is better than an arcane intellect in in a lot of cases because you're probably only you're paying two mana to draw two instead of three mana to draw two it seems a little fringy to me but it's not a hard condition to me and it's card draw so I gave it a three. Yeah, I'm giving it a three as well. I think this is a pretty solid card. I think you probably can play this in multiple uh, mage decks. Like, I don't think you have to put it specifically in just like a Naga-based deck. I think there's probably going to be enough Nagas that even having like two or three Nagas in the deck, you can get the effect off of this and it's going to be good. Seafloor Getaway is a three-mana spell that reads, Draw a Mech. Reduce the cost of the mechs in your hand by one. Yes and please. I, I like this card. It, this, this is, you know, cost reduction for your mechs. You're, there's enough mech. We talked about there being mech support in this set. There does feel like there's enough mech support to have a mech deck. This is going to be a nice card in that deck because you, you're tutoring out one of your mechs and then you're reducing the cost of all your mechs. So you could potentially get a lot of value out of this. I'm giving this a three. 
um, because it doesn't go everywhere, but it's going to be really strong in, the, in a mech uh, in a mech mage deck. It doesn't go everywhere, but it is a deck. It is one of the two deck defining cards, I assume, or I feel like in mech mage. So I give this a four. Interesting. I, we're all kind of saying the same thing, but we gave it different ratings. So because it really, I think, only is going to get a lot of value and, and be reasonable in Mech Mage, I gave it a two because it's only going to fit in that one deck. But yeah, in it, that deck, it seems good. Yes, it, it, because it only goes in one deck, it should probably be a two, but I think it's really strong in that one deck so that it get it gets the bump yeah. from me to it from a two to a three. The, I mean, the fact I think that it does the fact that it draws the mech first and then does the reduction is great. So even if you just draw like one mech, like right. the colossal, you still get the discount on that. So I think that does make it better. Maybe it's a three, and maybe it gets played in another deck that uh, has only a, a limited number of mechs to really target what you're drawing. I could see that too. Yeah, that that does make some sense. Trench Surveyor is a 2-mana 3-2 mech with a battle cry that reads Dredge. If it's a mech, draw it. Yes, definitely. Sign me up. This is a really good card for, for, the, for the mech deck. I'm going to give this a 3. This this seems like a, it doesn't seem flashy, but it seems like it's going to be a solid card and you're always going to be happy to play this on 2. Yeah, I gave this a four. I cannot overstate how good Dredge is. <laughs> I think I think people are going to be surprised. You're when not. They, yeah, sorry, you're not being penalized for the mana. You're you're not paying for the Dredge because mm-hmm. a three two body for two is, yep. is pretty standard. Exactly. It's a really. It just feels so solid. So I like it as a four. I think it's a. This makes Mech Mage too. This is the other card that makes Mech Mage. I'm going to go ahead and give it a three. I think this is a a pretty good card and you probably could even play it again in a deck where you're not running just mechs. You probably could play it in a deck you're running only a few, Uh, but even just for the dredge effect, like just the dredge effect itself, I think makes this good. And then there's a potential upside outside of that. So three for me. Now we move into the commons. Jaren Sweeper, three mana, three, four mech uh, that says Battlecry, put a sunken sweeper on the bottom of your deck. The sunken sweeper is also a three mana, three, four mech with a Battlecry that reads, add three random mechs to your hand. The fact that there's good mech support, the fact that there's good dredge support, and the fact that there's good dredge support on mechs means this card's going to be, I think, pretty solid. I, I gave this a strong three. Again, this is going to be in a mech deck, um, but I think it's going to be a good de- good card in the mech deck. Yeah, I gave it a three as well for those reasons. Yep, it's also a three for me. Same reasons. <laughs> mech is shark. Three mana, four, three mech. That says after you summon a mech, deal three damage randomly split among all enemies. So it can go face. Um, again, another card that uh, supports the mech mage deck. The fact that it does... Um, 
do a little bit of extra damage when you when you're summoning mechs seems really really kind of just like an added bonus um i i gave this a, a three as well or give this a three just as i did the sweeper i think this is a solid card and is going to see playing mech mage Mm, um i like this as a three as well i think it's a really solid addition as well so three i bumped this one up to a four uh at first for some reason i thought it was a battle cry and it was like battle cry just deal three and i was like nah, no but okay now looking i'm starting to see it right if you play that seafloor gateway you get the discounts on your mechs then you can play this and get some cheaper mechs out uh yeah if you're against a slower deck this is aggressive 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 right <laughs> they're probably not really having anything on board you get to slam this you get to play some other mechs all that damage goes face yeah i like it the last card for mage is the spell coiler it is a two mana two three naga with a battle cry that reads if you've cast a spell while holding this discover a spell in discovering a spell, uh, we paid two mana to discover a spell for Mage. Um, this comes on a 2-3 body. It's a Naga. Uh, this is a card that, that helps uh, support the Siren. I I think it's just a solid, just solid good class Naga card. So I'm going to give this a 3. Again, not a flashy. It just seems like a really good card that is going to find its way into decks. It's a solid card, easy condition to meet, good effect. I give it a three. Yep, copy-paste those answers, three for me. All right, Dragon Rider, bring us into Paladin. Yes, I'm so excited for Paladin. Okay, first, Legendary, here we go. Katori Lightblade, two mana, two, three, after you cast a holy spell on this, cast it again on another friendly minion. This card seems so cool. I I really let's uh like let's see how many more holy spells they put out over uh like the next couple of sets is what I'm really looking at. But like I don't know. I I I'm gonna be trying some paladin decks during my theory craft stream and uh this is definitely what i'm gonna try so i don't know i i like it i'm gonna give it a four right now but we'll see how it actually goes yeah i'm not entirely sure uh so i just went with the save three can't really go too wrong with this one the thing that i worry about is the the holy the holy spells the targetable holy spells i i think as the year goes on this card gets better and better i think right now it, it it's a little suspect for me i'm gonna give this a three but i fully expect that at some point during the year of the hydra that this probably is going to be a four that's fair yeah Let's talk about the Colossal. It is the Leviathan, a seven mana, four or five mech. Colossal plus one, Rush, Divine Shield. After this attacks, Dredge. And the one Colossal piece is the Leviathan's Claw. It is a three mana, four, two mech. Rush, Divine Shield. After this attacks, draw a card. Oh my God, there's so many things happening with this. 
I, I'm giving this one a four as well. I just, I think this is fantastic. Russian Divine Shield alone, I think is worth it. These are mechs. So there's also other combos. There's a dredge, there's draw. You can decide how you want to maneuver that, uh, the ordering of your attacks there. If you want to do the dredge first, then attack with the claw and draw the thing you just dredge. Like it feels like you do so many things with this. I'm, I'm giving this a four. I gave this a three. It's a it's a really solid card that that does something very powerful. Um, it, it, I think it potentially has the upside to hit four, but I just kept it as a three. So, yeah, I'm I'm with Dragon Rider on this one. Uh, mech in Aladdin seems like it's going to be a thing as well as it. It seems like it got enough support. Maybe not to the level of mage, but it got enough support that this is this is going to be solid. There's ways of getting it out of your deck. Um, there's ways to put additional divine shields on this. The fact that it it rushes the turn that you play it and has the divine shield draws cards. I, it does a lot. It doesn't remove as much as some of the other colossals, but I think it can potentially have as big an impact uh, on the game state. As, as some of the really good colossals that we've seen. Moving into our uh, epics for Paladin, we have Radar Detector. It's a two-mana spell. Scan the bottom five cards of your deck, draw any mechs found this way, then shuffle your deck. Uh, again, we keep talking talking about like targeted draw. This is kind of like a dredge in a way like it's it's kind of like the dredge automatic like just draw it uh but then it shuffles your deck afterwards so if you were to play the second one after this you have a much better chance of then finding the mechs again instead of it being empty like uh i'm giving it a three but like this is just targeted draw potentially you're not specifically just guaranteed to get it there could be five cards at the bottom that aren't mechs which would be a whiff but I think the two mana makes up for that. Yeah, I gave this a four. It is, this is crazy. This is literally, especially if you're playing mechs in your deck, uh, it doesn't even need to hit, like, if it hits two, you're in, you're in the money. Like, this is something Paladin always doesn't have a lot of card draw, and this is powerful card draw. So I gave it a four. I think it's powerful card draw, but it does require you to have enough mechs that you want to, to that you want to run the card, and so I, I think it kind of limits where where you would want to play this. I gave it a three, really strong card in the deck that it's going to be in, but isn't going to be in a lot of places. But the fact that you could pay two mana and draw up to five cards seems absolutely nuts to me. All right, our next one is the Garden's Grace. It is a 10 mana holy spell. Give a minion plus five, plus five, and divine shield. Costs one less for each mana you've spent on holy spells this game. Whole. <laughs> okay, like this seems like super costly, but at the same time, I think with how much we saw Librams actually get played for cheaper, yeah, you had to play the bodies. So it's kind of the same effect here. Like you got to play the holy spells, but I think you can get this for fairly cheap. And even if you get it down to like five or six mana, you're still paying five or six mana for a plus five, plus five and divine shield. You do have to have a body to go with it, 
but that seems pretty good. So uh, I'm I'm going to give it a three. I, I, I want to rate it higher, but I think I'm just going to give it a three. I like it as a three as well. It seems like an easy threshold to hit. It's not it's not too easy to get, but it's still very rewarding to do so. So I like it as a three. I think you probably want to discount this so that it's like Blessing of Kings, like a four mana is what you're paying for it. Um, so you have to spend six on Holy. That, th- this card is why the Katori Lightblade could potentially be good, but I feel like, again, it's what Holy spells are you playing to get this reduced down in price? Not quite sure about what that looks like right now, but as the year goes on, this card's going to get better, just like the Legendary's going to get better. I'm going to start it at a three because of, because of that potential. All right, moving into our rares, we have the Asharan Mooncatcher, three mana, four, two mech, Divine Shield, Battle Cry, put a sunken Mooncatcher on the bottom of your deck, and the Mooncatcher is also a three mana, four, two mech, Divine Shield, Battlecry, summon a copy of this. Uh, I'm, I'm giving this a four. I think this is fantastic. It's pretty cheap. You get some multiple things. You can have some dredge effects. Again, just like divine shields are so great. Uh, I, I don't know. I just I think this is fantastic. I saw it as a high three. I think it's a really good card, but you do still have to dredge it up and then play it. So I like it as a high three. I gave this that high three as well. I, I think I think that is it. It reminds me so much of Goody Two Shields, and that card was just a pain to deal with. Um, I think this, you know, depending on the deck, this could definitely be slightly better than that, especially if you can find the Sunken Mooncatcher. But um, yeah, Mech deck is definitely running this, and this is one of the one of the better cards that you will have in that deck. All right, next up we have probably one of the most amazing like flavor kind of cards in the whole set. Holy Maki Roll, which uh yeah, it's a little Maki Roll. And also somebody showed uh the the Battlegrounds Holy Mackerel card that was removed mm-hmm. and then said Holy Mackerel died for this. Oh my god. And it says the flavor text is if you use all 10 mana, that's called the lunch special. <laughs> It's just so good. I'm sorry. I love it. Uh, but it is a one mana holy spell. Restore to health. Repeatable this turn. Uh, I'm giving this a three. I think there's some great uses for it. And because it's that repeatable, uh, you can change what targets you're putting it on. And it's holy spell. So if you play, you know, even if you use this on like turn four and play this four times, well, there's four mana you just spent on holy spells to discount your your gardens and uh, I, I just think it's pretty cool. So Witch's Brew is back in Paladin, and it's better. <laughs> so I think this is, I always loved Witch's Brew, so I really like this. Uh, it's a three mana, or it's a one mana that restores two health. Extremely flexible. Love it. I gave it a three. I didn't think about how it would be um, reducing the uh the gardens so um that that definitely is a point in its in its favor at least right now not 
it's probably a three. I gave this a two. I just didn't feel like it was strong enough. But I guess the fact that it is repeatable, it, it's multi, multiple holy spells in one card. And the fact that, like you said, you can you can move it around and give whomever, whom or whatever needs the uh, the the um, the healing the effect uh, it might might give it that might mean it it should be a three. But I I gave, I gave this a two right now. I think that's fair as well. And moving into our last rare for Paladin, we have the Shimmering Sunfish. It's a three mana two five beast. Battlecry, if you're holding a holy spell, gain Taunt and Divine Shield. I'm giving this a three. I think the five health is nutty. And you're probably putting this in decks where you're going to be running holy spells. So if you're using it there, then probably going to be pretty easy to get Taunt and Divine Shield on it as well. And then even further buff it or use other things. So I'm going to give it a three. Yes, three for those reasons. (laughs) Yeah, I like this at a three as well. I, it's it's not going, I think, in every deck, but the fact that it can have divine shield and taunt for three mana when you when you do want to play it uh, more often than not, I think I think means it's a three. All right, moving into our commons, we have Bubble Bot. It's a four mana four four mech battle cry. Give your other mechs divine shield and taunt. Uh, I'm going to give this a two. I like the card a lot, but I think it you're really only putting this into decks where you're playing the mechs. Uh, this might work with the Leviathan Colossal stuff if uh, those don't die. But like, if you have those out, trade them in, then you can somehow maybe play this Bubble Bot, give them the Divine Shield again. Maybe, but it, I don't know. It's a two. Yeah, I think it's like a one of in the mech deck. So I gave it a two as well. I went a little high. I went. I went with a three. I think. I do think. I do think that this is a card that you put in the Mech Paladin deck, and and just furthers that that game plan pretty well, uh, because of the Divine Shield more so than the Taunt necessarily. Um, but yeah, that might be actually overstating it a little bit. It might. It might just be a two. Uh, next up, we have Immortalized in Stone. It is a 7-mana holy spell. Summon a 1-2, a 2-4, and 4-8 elemental with taunt. So you get a ton of stats. This is a big holy spell to play for discounting uh, your, your garden's grace. But I don't feel like this is a card we're playing in a lot of paladin tags. So it feels kind of fringe. So I rated it a 2. I thought it, it is slow. I feel like it's a three. I think it's a little bit higher than a two. Yeah, I went with Dragon Rider with this. I gave it a two as well. It does feel a little bit spendy, even though you are getting a lot of stats across three bodies. Um, definitely feels like you're playing this in the Garden's Grace deck because more often than not, something of this group is going to be alive after the fact, and you can... Um, well, I mean, you could play them both on the same turn, right? You could get because ten would go down to three, and then you'd if you, for ten mana, you'd be able to play both spells the same turn. So, yeah. So there is that. 
All right. And our last one is Seafloor Savior. It is a two mana, two, two mech battle cry dredge. If it's a minion, give it this minion's attack and health. I'm actually going to rate this a four uh, just because I think this seems fantastic. Yeah, it's it's only a two, two. And it's like, okay, you're adding two, two to whatever minion you get, because since it's a discover, you can pretty much make sure that you will get the upside. But because we're, I feel like we're seeing so many, uh, like mechs and divine shield kind of things. I think that two, two is going to be pretty great. So I'm giving it a four. So I gave it a four as well. It just seems really nutty, especially if you play it on turn two and you hit the Colossus, you hit a big minion, then all of a sudden you have like a six, eight on turn two. You know what I mean? Like it can really, it feels like it could be a card that gets out of control. So I like it as a four. A worst case scenario, it's a two, two that dredges. I like it. So am I reading the text wrong? I thought that this gives something plus two plus two uh, a minion. It what? Okay, no, I misread it. That I mean, it's still good. It's still it's yeah, still. It, I, mis- to me, I misunderstood. To yeah. me, to me, this reminds me of Hydrologist, and Hydrologist was always just a nice little play. Only instead of getting a random, you know, discovering a secret, you're basically discovering a minion to put a two two buff on. Which the fact that it doesn't require it to be a mech means that you could use this outside of the the mech paladin deck and just give a minion plus two plus two, which seems really solid. Uh, so I, I gave this a four. I think I think that this actually could see play outside of mech paladin, but is a nice card to put in the mech paladin deck. I think also too, if you are running any kind of like buffs, hand buff things. You could buff this while it's in your hand and then play it, and it's more than plus two, plus two, because you're giving it the stats of this. So there is that potential upside as well. But that is our last Paladin card. Woo! All right. Final class. We got Priest. Woohoo! And we are going to start off with the Colossal Blackwater Behemoth. It is an 8 mana, 810 beast. It is colossal plus one, and it has lifesteal. And it's, uh, it's plus one is Behemoth's lore. At the end of your turn, force a random enemy minion to attack Blackwater Behemoth. Yeah, that's a four. It, that is nuts. It just does a lot for Priest. Pr- turns out Priest can survive to late game. <laughs> and this is just a stabilization tool. And if you don't deal with it, it's an 810. So I just I just feel like it's got a lot of value packed into it. And it can potentially swing a board really quickly. Yep. I completely agree. I'm also giving this a 4. I, I probably will not be thrilled to play against it in some cases, especially if I'm playing like more aggressive decks or, you know, if I can't close out the game as a more aggressive deck by the time this comes down, I'm probably not winning anyways. But yeah, this is going to be really interesting. And uh, the fact that it's a beast, I'm going to be curious to see if other classes somehow can like generate this or get this, <laughs> which would be crazy. No, don't put that out into the world, please, gosh. 
Um, I only gave this a three. The, the the concern I have is the eight eight mana cost and having it potentially sitting in your hand multiple turns, not being able to do anything with it. Uh, if you're if you're a priest and you get this down, I feel like in a lot of cases this is going going to stabilize the game, and then you have the potential to to win the game after that. I just I worry with eight mana cards that it just ends up being too late. But with things like Tar Creeper and that now back in in core, um, it might not be as difficult to last till turn eight. So so maybe this is better than that so but i gave it a three okay then we have our other legendary uh, naga zero mana one one priestess valesh uh battle cry refresh an empty mana crystal for each spell you've played this or cast this turn oh boy oh boy i gave this a four like zero mana refresh mana crystal for spells you've casted this turn uh, I mean, and do 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 we need to mention Radiant Elemental is back in Priest and Lyra is back in Priest? Like, this card just seems nuts. So I gave it a four. Yep, I also gave this a four. I mean, you're only refreshing your empty mana crystals, so it's not going to, like, give you new mana crystals. But if you play this, even, I mean, even getting, like, five, six, seven mana back is crazy and it's also a naga so you can do like the naga and then a spell potential things uh and and get those extra effects so yeah this seems pretty good i probably should give this a four i don't want to give this a four because that means it's really powerful so i'm gonna give this a three in hopes and just hope, am, and just, just and just hope that it actually that is right. that, that bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's just it looks like it's going to be potentially really, really powerful, and and I I'm not sure I'm going to like the world that I live in with with this being really powerful. But such such is the way. This is this is what priest has and what they're going to be able to do. But um, you guys make some great points as to why this this should be rated higher. Next, we have we move on to epics and we go to Serpent Wig, Dawn's Serpent Wig. <laughs> uh, it's a one mana spell. Give a minion plus one plus one. If you played a Naga while this while holding this, add a Serpent Wig Wig to your hand. Um, I gave it a two. Like it's a plus one plus one for one. It's okay. Like I don't know. It 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 doesn't seem super impactful. So I just. I think it's okay, so I gave it a two. Uh, I gave it a three. I think this card personally makes uh, the the priestess even better. I mean, if you spend your mana playing multiple serpent wigs while that nog is in your hand, then you can play priestess, and then you can spend however much mana on like whatever card you actually want, and you just got a bunch of uh, of you know buffs on something. So I, I think this seems pretty good. I'm gonna give it a three. I gave this a two, but I, I definitely think that, yeah, in the Priestess deck, this is definitely fuel towards refreshing mana crystals and that, and and the getting the extra wigs doesn't seem very difficult because I think there's there's some solid 
there's a couple um, different Naga options specifically for priests that, that you might want to play. Then we have Whirlpool, a nine mana nature spell in Priest. Destroy all minions and all copies of them wherever they are. Um, so, yeah, this is super interesting. Um, I mean, it feels like Plague of Death, there was, there was, oh, felt like more buffer to get there, and you had Galakron. I don't know. I think this is a solid removal, and it'll still get played in a lot of Priest decks, so I gave it a three. I gave it a two. I, I'm not sure how many Priest decks will necessarily use it. I think it depends on if we see decks like the Miracle Priest type things uh, that aren't really necessarily going for those big removals. They might not play this. Uh, so I'm actually only going to give it a two, and I think even in the decks that do run it, I'm not sure if they're going to straight up run two copies either. So I'm just going to go with two. Yeah, I think I think I'm with Dragon Rider on this one. I gave the I gave it a two as well. Very powerful effect. Um, pretty expensive though, and you have to get there. Um, definitely game changing uh, if your opponent has some minions on the board, because um, yeah they're all gone then at that point so um but yeah i think you're only running one of if you're running this at all but it it is a very powerful effect then we have uh, uh as we move into epic we have asharan ritual it is a four mana spell silence a minion and summon a copy of it put a uh, sunken ritual on the bottom of your deck which a sunken ritual is also a four mana spell that reads uh, Silence a minion and summon two copies of it. Um, I, I've kind of gone back and forth. I'm a little unsure of this card, so I went up instead of down, so I gave it a three. Yeah, I kind of wasn't sure where to rate this as well, so I landed on a three. I think for me, it's the can the priest decks that are playing this uh, take advantage of a dredge effect? at a, you know, a great time to use this. If they can't, I don't think it's as good. It just feels a lot, like, way too slow. Because um, I think there's only, like, what, one dredge card, really, for priests specifically. So they're going to have to play a lot of neutral dredge things. And I, I'm not sure if they're going to want to do that. I think I gave that, I gave this a two. I th I'm, I'm a little concerned about the cost to do the initial silence. And, and the question is, is what are you playing that you want to silence? Are, are, are we playing silence priests now? Or are we playing, you know, giant minions that can't attack that we want to silence so they can attack? Or are we doing, you know, what, what would, what would we want to target with this? And then, yeah, how do we get the, the, the sunken ritual out so that we can get even more copies of the thing where we want to target with this. So, so I'm not sure th that doesn't have to target. This one can target any minion. This is the one that can target any minion. So you could target enemy minions with this as well. Okay. And you would get the copy of it. Yes, that's correct. Uh, I, I'm I'm still not seeing 
how that's, I would want to do I, how that's I would fair. Want, how or yeah. why I would want to do this because then I'm relying on what my other what my opponent is playing and and that that seems even more dicey than you know having stuff in my own deck I want to silence and get copies of it. Okay, would you give it then two? A two. Okay, I'm sorry, I missed that part. Okay, so then we have Handmaiden. It is a three mana three two Naga battle cry. If you cast three spells while holding this, draw three cards. Uh, I gave this a four. This is a really, really, really easy threshold to meet. Um, Priest has a lot of cheap spells um, and doesn't always have the best card draw. And this is very solid card draw. So I gave it a four. I'm going the other direction, actually. I, I'm only giving it a two. Uh, I'm not sure. Like, it it does seem good. And I think with things like the Serpent Wig and, and some other cheap spells, it does make this better. I just, I don't know if Priest wants to rely on its draw based on this being in hand. And that's where I'm getting caught up with it. So I'm just giving it a two. Give this a two as well. I, I I actually thought it might be like having this in hand and then casting three spells felt like it. Like I don't want to pay three mana to to do that. I guess like have have this in my hand, pay the mana to do the three spells, then pay the three mana to do this just so I can draw three. Uh, now that we have Northshire cleric back in, I, I think that that's going to be some card draw potentially that priest is going to use though radiant elemental does make the the plant casting three spells a little bit easier and serpent wig definitely is a nice complement to this i i'm not sure what else the deck looks like so i i think it might be the, the this might be one of those cases where waiting for three might be a bit too much yeah i i think you guys are sleeping on illuminate and we'll talk about that in just a minute yeah. And then we have Whispers of the Deep, a one mana uh, shadow spell. After a friendly minion, or silence a friendly minion, then deal damage equal to its attack to randomly split among all enemy minions. Uh, yeah, this is the this is the card that you would be playing Silence Priest for because they put that four eight plant thing back in the game. Um, I I don't know. This is this feels really weird. So I gave it a two. I, I don't know. It, it it can do something, I guess, but it feels very fringy. Yeah, I'm honestly kind of debating between a one and a two. Like, if you can build up a bunch of stuff and then attack with it and then silence it and it deals this, like, maybe, but it's only going to minions. So at the same time, it's like, I don't, I don't know. If this went face... That would be great, but since no, it just wouldn't. Many... No, it wouldn't. <laughs> well, for for the priest, it would be great. <laughs> but yeah, right. I don't. Have I you don't played know. against Mask Mask of Cthulhu recently? It, it's not a lot. It's it's yeah. not a lot of fun. Fair. So, Fair. um, I I gave this a two as well. I initially was thinking it was a little bit better than it was, but the more I think about it, and the the points that you all have made, make this feel a bit. Uh, feel a bit rougher though this does feel like in in like a silence priest deck this this would make this would definitely make some sense 
Okay, then we have Illuminate, a zero mana holy spell. Dredge, if it's a sp- if it's a spell, reduce its cost by three. This is insane. This is like this feels really good. This is another zero mana spell for priest, which is another which is one of the reasons I rated Handmaiden so highly. Is there's a lot of zero and one mana cost spells that do things very efficiently. Um, and I think this is just a really good uh, dredge spell, so I give it a four. That, that's probably fair. I give this one a three. I mean, you're paying three and you're pretty much, or you're paying zero and you're getting a three cost discount. Like, again, because unless it shows you three minions in your discover, you're probably taking the spell to get the discount. So this seems pretty good. This this is to me as good as aquatic form is for druid um so i gave it the same rating i gave it a three i think if it if it gets potentially is more impactful than 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 the aquatic form is uh for the decks that this could potentially go in okay then we have queen's guard it is a two mana two three naga battle cry gain plus one plus one for each spell you've cast this turn I give this a three. It's a Naga. It has that upside. Um, it gains stats very easily. I mean, even you, even on turn three, you can make or turn two, you can make it a three four or a four five. Like it can be buffed fairly easily. So I think it's a really solid minion that can see a lot of play. Yeah, I also gave it a three. I mean, same reasons. It it's pretty good stats. I like that it's just a battle cry, so it's not like you put this on the board and then like for every spell it gets buffed or something. Like we don't we don't need any of that. Battle cry is good enough. We, we we've seen enough work. of we've seen enough <laughs> of that already. I think. Yes. I gave this a three as well. I, I think there's definitely opportunities that you're gonna be able to make this a four or five or better, and it's. This card, unlike some of the other cards that get like a little bit of a stat increase, um, you can play this in the mid to late game and it's going to scale pretty well. So I, I like this card. Um, and then just play it whenever. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then finally, we have Switcheroo. I don't have the mental capacity to understand how to use this card. It's a three mana to draw two minions, swap their stats. Don't know exactly what you're doing and how you're doing it, why you're building your deck like that, but I gave it a two. It still draws two minions. That's, that's literally the best you could say about it. Yeah, I'm also giving it a two. Like, it the three mana draw two minions seems great. Like again, I, I keep bringing it up. I like that targeted draw, but at the same time, I don't know what we're doing with this. Exactly. Exactly. Sure. <laughs> Give us a two as well. I mean, it it does draw two minions. The I, I'm 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 struggling it as to you know. Why I would want to play, you know, an eight mana wisp or something just so that I can get like a zero mana, you know, eight eight or something? It's it just uh, I'm I'm not quite sure what what the composition of minions are in your deck that you would want to run this. Hey, we did it! We made it all the way through 
Six <laughs> classes, <laughs> and and we made it in very close to our allotted or slotted time. We're only like ten, ten or fifteen minutes over, so yeah, we're we're doing all right for so, for us. That's good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's great. Yeah. So let's just go into where you can find us. You can find the show on Twitter at Dr3HS. You can email us at Dr3HS at gmail.com. Follow our top pin tweet to uh, join our Dr3 Discord. And you can find my, me on Twitter at DaringOutline and on Twitch, twitch.tv, Fortress Daring Outline, Monday through Friday around lunchtime, 12 EST. I've been playing Call of Cthulhu, and then I'll be playing Earthbound after that. Uh, Dragon Rider, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter, DonnieDK, that's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K, uh, Twitch and YouTube, Dragon Rider DK. And yeah, as we ramp into this, there's so much content. Like I, I put out a, a little image on Twitter today. Like this is where you can find all my live streams for this week. And then I realized, and, and I put it in there. Was like, that's not even including YouTube videos. That's not including this podcast. That's not including other stuff. So I'm all over the place. You, you find me everywhere. And Mage, where could where could we go if we want to hear you talk about Moon Knight and other things? <laughs> well, first. Make sure that you check out Dragon Rider's Theorycraft stream on Thursday. Yes. Because yes, this we is need hype. to support her. She got yes. an opportunity to be one of the really cool kids and get a Theorycraft stream. So we gotta make sure that we support her. And, oh, it will it'll sure. be on my it'll be on my TV literally all all stream. When it goes live, I'm turning it on and it's not getting turned off. Even I if I can't pay attention, I will be lurking the entire stream. Exactly, exactly. So you can find me talking about comics, D&D, other games I'm playing, as well as Hearthstone on my Twitter. That is at Majordeth. And as uh, Daring said, the uh, the little podcast about Moon Knight seems to be going really well since, since the Moon Knight TV show started. So we released Yay. episode 15 today. Uh, covering volume six of the uh, uh, of Moon Knight, you can find the show links to the show and other stuff on Moon Knight on our Twitter. That is at Phases of M Hay. All right, guys, thank you for listening to the first part of our set review. Uh, next Wednesday, you will get the other four classes and all the neutral cards are rating. So, thank you for listening. And tuning in this week, and as always, you've been listening to Doctor Three. Okay, this is a bomb plus two, so it's a colossal boom, boom, boom.